Welcome back to Coffee Christ. So since no one liked our intro music, I think they did just fine. I hired a band, and that was them, featuring my mouth. It was me. No bands were here. Mm. We're not that type of podcast. But we've had a little bit of a sabbatical. We've not had a podcast in two... Is it three? No, because we had vacations. Yeah. We had vacation, and then... This is being recorded on Friday, a Saturday night, excuse me, and we weren't going to do it Monday. VBS was awesome and also very hectic just because of how, you know. Awesome it was. Yes, and long the nights and stuff like that. And then Wednesday, you you can talk about that. And so now we're just, now we're here. Now we're here on Saturday. And what's funny is Monday, another episode will be released. I know, back to back, basically. One day in between. It will be. So we'll have Sunday off. Then we're back in the studio. I love calling this room a studio. It's cool. It could be, it'd be studio. <laughs> I was hoping nobody would hear that, but they did. At least it wasn't a yawn. It's true. Yet. Don't yeah. mention it. It's going to happen. But no, it's cool calling this room. I even told my cleaning ladies that they didn't have to clean the table in the studio. The studio. That sounds so cool. They were like, is that that room beside your room? I went, you mean the studio? You mean studio with the two Call microphones? Call it what it is. Call it what it is. The two microphones and the headphones? Yeah, it is. Fucking studio. And the little candle? That we don't light very often. We should. Be right back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but this is, we work hard on this little room. Spent a lot of time in Hobby Lobby and Home Goods. Mm-hmm. Have our initials golden on the wall. That's right. Real gold. Real, yes, not really. Real, they were like twenty dollars at Hobby Lobby. I, th- I think gold's down right now. Actually, it's not. It's up, but is it? Yeah, it is. You follow that? I only follow that because Dad mentioned it in class, VBS. Like an, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say any numbers because they're not going to be right. Okay. <laughs> well, tell us about what you've done in the last two weeks. Well, maybe on vacation went to Charleston and Folly Beach. Just that's a great place. It's just a. It's like, it's very secluded and laid back. Like, there's one strip of of some local restaurants that are, like, only in three other locations in the state. And then just, it's just a really laid back. There's so many dogs there. Oh, my goodness. There's yeah. so many dogs. They were, they were constantly walking up and down the beach and down the walkways. It was so great. And I saw this one dog who had a little wheelchair because his back was at work. And I almost wanted to cry. I was like, that is so cute. So cute. Good for them. My dad would have just taken him to the stump. He wouldn't have done anything. But. Well, they were trying. They were trying. It was cute. It was so cute. And then um, Charleston is where they shot Outer Banks. So even though it's called Outer Banks. But um, we went and did a little sightseeing. Don't even mute your mic for a yawn. You interrupted it. It didn't even go all the way through. Oh, I'm still muted. You interrupted it. <laughs> Don't mute it. Don't hide it's, your true self. It is 9.18 p.m. P.m. Oh, yeah. We're doing a little Means, late. Please mute yourself and <laughs> be quiet. We're doing a little PM late means. one. But, uh, yeah, so we went did a little Outer Banks, like, sightseeing. Call me crazy, but we found their cast trailers. That's cool. Call me crazy. And a very intense pickleball court was going ham at the time. It's a craze. Starting to come back. I think I want to play... I think I think you could pickleball. I, I mean, it's all about the wrist. Whoosh. I have a pretty agile wrist. It's like a huge game of. I mean, I've never evaluated them, but I feel like they're ready to play. Yeah, it's like it's like know. a huge game of ping pong and a small game, smaller game of tennis. 
It's a happy medium. <laughs> you tried so hard to hold that one back. I did. I have tears in my eyes <laughs> to prove that I did hold it back. See a little... A little tear right falling there. right there. That's fine. It's okay. You're on number two, and it's very early in the podcast. Very early in the podcast. But uh, then after that, we kind of just came home, and uh, then VBS, and uh, that's where I made my acting debut. Uh, it's not my debut. Would you call puppets? Yeah, but they couldn't see you. Okay, so this was my in-person acting debut. I did do puppets in Baja, Mexico on our mission trip and me and Dylan will be revisiting the stage in Baja this year. Our calling is back. They they begged me. They did. I had to, I mean, I told them no like at least four times. Exactly. And they, they begged us. They were like, Dylan Jackson, you have, you You, have to do it. You're the greatest actor. And I said, I said, you know what? We can't. And they said that the Mexico trip can't go on. And we're like, gotta do it. That was all a lie. (laughs) But I don't know. I wasn't part of any of the conversation. I wasn't either, really. I just got um, a text from Melissa, and she said, "Hey, you guys are going to be the. Actually, you're the. We both have about the same amount of lines, but I'm your. What did you call it? Like sidekick. So I'm the lead. So you're the lead, and I'm the sidekick. I'm going to have to get prepared. But we're actually going to have to dress up. You know that as divers. Well, that's fine. You have to wear flippers. You have to and a helmet. Walk the talk. And Three. You have to walk the talk and you have to embrace the role. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. So, but we, we'll be going back to our acting career. And I also, are you, is that all you were going to mention? Yeah, that's pretty, you? no, that's pretty much it. That's, uh. Well, mine is exactly the same. <laughs> because we were also on vacation. Different places at the same time. But I was in the Cape San Blas, like, seaside area. Tell them who you saw. Lady Gaga. Lady da, Gaga. Da, 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 da. Was that one of the songs? No, I just, no, you just, just okay. singing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was, it was cool. I would not go back, maybe. But see, our house was like not at all overly crowded or anything. Yeah. Like, it was great. Four. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, because it was quiet. Like, anytime you went on the beach, the most people that I saw at one time were maybe 15 people. See, that's awesome. But then if you went look down the street, it was packed. Yeah. But like it was, we had our own little boardwalk straight to the beach. We would leave our stuff at the end of the boardwalk every night, and then the next morning we would just get up and just, you had 15 feet. And you that's just pretty put your nice. Stuff. It was awesome. Little com- it's very convenient. Our house was bougie. Okay, it was awesome. Had my dream kitchen. It was awesome. The microwave. Did you take notes? I have it. I have it in my life. The microwave, you would hit a button and it opened for you. Oh. And when you hit a button, it would close. Oh. So as I'm putting my hot pockets in there, <laughs> I was like, boop, and it would just go, then it would stop, and then it would automatically start cooking. It was like, wow. Wow. That's and nice. um, had our own private pool. I also drove my new truck down there. That was fun. Got oh, a new, yeah, truck. new truck. Yeah. Got a new truck Friday night. And Last then left Saturday morning <laughs> to go, but it was fun. I love my truck. It is nice. It is super nice. Um, I will agree. It's nice. As I'll, when I get the tow mirrors off, it'll be a lot better. They don't look terrible on it. I will say that. Like, it's like a donkey coming down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard to hold that. Your eye like twitched right know, there. You were like. Well, I'm, I don't ever yawn until we, these microphones get in front of my face. And We've I been talking yawning. probably for like an hour before we even started this. That's how it always goes. There was no yawning. That's why you can't plan anything on 
um, podcast night. Yeah. Because we talk for an hour, then we do the podcast, then we talk for another hour. After yeah. It's, it's like a four hour ordeal. It like, is anything for our listeners. Exactly. You, that's anything. It's behind the scenes stuff you don't have to know. But then VBS was awesome this year. Probably after we got, one of the best years. Was awesome. What's the first one you got? You got to see at Double Springs, right? I stop muting for your mute for your mutes for your yawns. Number seven. <laughs> We're in the intro. I know. I, know. I don't know. But I, it's I'm fine. sorry, everyone. I hope this is not distracting. I feel like they should keep account with me. Like just like every time he yawns, wherever you're listening, to shout it. Seven. <laughs> um, anyway, was that the first VBS that you seen? Been, oh, we might be on six actually. I forgot what that was. Back to the the topic sorry. at hand. Sorry. Because the I more we mention yawning, the more I'm going to yawn. I think that's my first one. I can't remember. See, we had like a COVID year. Yeah. And we didn't have one. So. That was the first true one that I've got to see at Double Spring. I think so. Well, then definitely for mm-hmm. me, too. I think so, too. I can't remember last year's at all for some reason. If we even had one. We I, had one, but it wasn't like. It was. It's like a one-nighter. No, we had it every, all week, but it was like a last minute. Yeah. Hey, let's have VBS since COVID's going away. So I mean, it, it was good still, but this year, we awesome. well, and it was funny because we started having VBS meetings like probably back in March. Who headed VBS this year? Like? Um, me and Richard. Well, y'all killed it. But mostly Richard. I let him take the lead, but he was like, "Hey, we need to have VBS meetings," and I was like. Uh, it's March, but and like all these plans, do, like on the, I won't mention it right because I'll forget. But like we had like a little committee. We met every Wednesday from March until June, <laughs> and they were like, we, they were like talking about all this stuff, and I'm like, there's no way we're gonna be able to do all this. They did it. I won't even say we like they did it. It's awesome. It was incredible. The skits, everything, the decorations. I wish everyone could have saw it. It was. Still le- They'll be there for tomorrow. That's true. <laughs> it's it's Lego themed. <laughs> As Terry would say, Lego of Lego of Satan. Of Satan. <laughs> uh, a lot of people wouldn't get that. But. If you go to Double Springs, you get it. If you don't, maybe you should come and try to get it. Exactly. Anyway, that was not a paid endorsement by Double Springs Church of Christ. <laughs> but um, but no, it was it was fun. I also made my acting debut with Richard. That's right. The Booster Man. The booster, booster, you guys booster should man. look that up on YouTube. Double Springs Church of Christ. Look it up on YouTube. Night one. Did we record all of them? All of them. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Night one was really funny because I didn't know. He literally, I had the script and like on my phone. And he was like, I'm just going to come in whenever. You just get up and start talking. And I was like, all right. So I got up and started talking. And he was like, hey. And, I, and it was kind of scary because it was so loud. And then you just see him like Deck cowboy down. walking down the aisle. And Chaps. I'm like, what is happening? He played that part perfectly. Yeah. But it was originally me and Richard that were, like, spearheading all of it. That was my chair. <laughs> Richard, like, killed it. Well, he did he, awesome. And him and Laura. Both of them it. did really good. From See, I want to say that's seven or eight, but I can't. I've lost count. Maybe y'all are still keeping count, but that count, was another one. Count of what? Nothing. At least I can read the words and not slur I can speech. read them. It's... The whatever happens from your eyeballs to your brain to your mouth doesn't all connect sometimes. <laughs> I am, you know me, I understand. But and then we were going to record Wednesday, 
But my grandma got in a little accident. And when a little I mean, accident. A little accident, like a very bad car accident. Enrolled. So I missed the last time of VBS, missed my last acting debut, and I know everyone would be chanting, Encore, Encore, not Dylan. They don't shout my name, oh, they okay, just want sorry. an Encore. Oh. But Neil stepped in and did a good job. Mm-hmm. So, and then... I had to hold worms. I and I was prepared to do that. I were knew that I knew that was gonna happen. Me and we we didn't practice it before. Gummy worms and just no real. I pra- I held some of them in my hand. I was like, I can do this. I can't remember the names of all of them. They really there was Eddie was, Bauer. Eddie Bauer was one of them. One of them was a coffee. Oh, what was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? Wasn't it something latte? It was a mocha latte. I think. Yeah, I think it was like uh, yeah. Speaking of. I'm gonna go get coffee in the morning before church. Would you like some? Absolutely. Okay, I just I that thought about like that right idea. now, but anyway, sorry. I'm getting coffee in the morning. So if you want to meet up and have a meet and greet, the Starbucks <laughs> on Willow Avenue. Be there at 8 a.m. Bring your pins because we'll be signing autographs. Yes. <laughs> but I don't like crowds, guys. Just don't approach me too fast. Yeah, just kind of slightly walk. Just be like, hey, you coffee and crash, but come here. Picture, picture. <laughs> We just, but I, I will say I've gotten several, several um, um, people that have been mean about us not having a podcast out in two weeks. I, my brother-in-law being one of the biggest ones. Yeah. But just bullying. This is guys. This is not what this is about. <laughs> Josh, here it is. This is not about bullying and saying, "Hey, dude, where's the podcast?" It will be there. It's coming. But Jesus says. Patience is a virtue. I don't think he said that, but it's in the Bible. <laughs> Be patient. We're actually teaching you all patience. There's a lot of patience mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. I'm sure Jesus says it at one point. I'm sure he mentioned Patience something. is a virtue. Practice it, you unpatient folks. I think that's a more quote by you, though. Well, yeah. But I'm one of the most unpatient unpa- people in the world. So. I know, especially behind the wheel. Oh, it's the worst. You can't cover it. <laughs> it's the worst. I get so angry behind the wheel of the car. I did today. And I think it's... Maybe it's just me. But if somebody is in the fast lane, only going 75, it makes me angry. And maybe... I I won't say angry, but I get frustrated. I'm like... Oh, yeah. Even when there's a clear lane open. I'm like, you can just... I kind of give like... You know, I kind of think like I'm a Jedi sometimes, and I like just hold my hand up and I go, and I like swipe over, <laughs> and hopefully they'll like see me in the mirror, like mm-hmm. swipe my hand over to the right, and they're like, "Oh, let I'll get over." They want me to go over to the right. Yeah. They never do. I just have to pass them. And it just it takes a lot of effort for me, and you, the ones who are safely going over the speed limit, exactly. to get in the slow lane and go around them. Like it should send a message. And see what I typically do. I do try to send a message, so this is wrong. <laughs> but I'll like fly around them in the slow lane, and the moment my bumper clears their front <laughs> bumper, I jerk over into the fast oh lane, and that's a message to. And most of the time, they'll get over after that because that's like, hey, we got places to be safely, safely, and in a Christ-like manner, <laughs> send them a message. I, I've never done that. Do it. No, I no. <laughs> I like, I like my option of just going past them and getting over, and that usually sends the message too. Most of the time, I look in my rearview mirror and they're putting their blinker on, and getting over. I'm like, could you not have done that just a little bit of time ago? It's true. Obviously not. 
That's true. Maybe I'll get hate for this, but that's just this way I think. This way my patience is really tested. That's what you God know, is really just, he's got me in his hands. He's just really testing me. Truly, I think, I think I had something to do with your driving. I do. I think you probably influenced and it. Maybe I tried to influence you to do good things. And everything but is good. That There's no wrong things. I remember the day that you got your license. I do. Because you were really excited about it. I remember that day. I was in my Sycamore office working, and you told me that you got your license. I remember that, because I used to pick you up all the time. And I feel like as the years have progressed, and you've seen the way that I drive, I feel like maybe my sin has rubbed off on you. you Why pay for the sins of your brother? (laughs) That's what I want you to know. (laughs) You know why I go fast? Why? It's because the very first time... I was getting on the interstate. I was going to Nanny and Poppy's house to mow their yard. Mm-hmm. And as I was getting on, like, where I was getting off on, I was getting on on 111 off the Cokeville Sparta exit. And as I was um, merging onto it, I wasn't going fast enough. Mm-hmm. And there was a car, there was two tractor trailers that were going on the road so that neither of them could get over. So here I am on the shoulder, just like, and there's a car stopped there. And so I literally had to floor it to, like, almost 100 to get in front of them and barely miss this car and from then on I was like that's what slow gets you mm-hmm. if I was just like I was like a, I was 16 I was like this is my like I think it was my second day on the road I was like alrighty let's get on the interstate and so I got on the interstate I've practiced this before I know how to merge but it was just like one of those times where like they just couldn't get over mm-hmm. and I understand that but I was like it's either I die or this looks really cool and that was a thought that was in my head, so I chose really cool. I did not know about that. That's that's scary. Yeah, I was. I was pretty close to it. I was like, <laughs> after you do something like really scary, you're like, I could have died. But I didn't. But I did it, and it was it really was cool. Fun. It was a cool story, and I learned cool. to never go slow because it disrupts the flow of traffic. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why we have so many backups. There's mm-hmm. people in the Just fast help. lane. 75. It's okay to go over. It really is. If you're going, my dad taught me, if you're going eight over, they never pull you over. And it's a it's a true thing. Mm-hmm. I go 78, and I'll pass a cop, and they don't even look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. But nine over, as we do know from Jay Wood, they will pull you over. They will, and me. <laughs> but, no, I, I think I got, I really developed my lead foot when I got my BMW. That's right. You had unlimited potential. I moved in that thing. Unlimited. It was awesome. I drove so fast. You floored raccoons. You absolutely just terrorized the road. I did, truly. But after that, you just let my Chevy Malibu. Every car that I have will be screaming all the time. <laughs> like it will. Like, wow! <laughs> like the entire time. Like, I feel like the engine goes. <laughs> Every time I hit the gas. Here we go again. But, I don't know. Even my new truck, she moves. She does. She's got like, 10 years in that sucker. I'll have to tell you later <laughs> how fast I drove to Crossville. Not When my grandmother had a car accident. And at the time, a lot more troublesome. And it was a needed situation to get there. And I'll tell you later after this is over. I have my flashers on, though. That's and what I would do, I was in the fast lane, and if a car was up there, I have LED lights in my new truck. I flashed my lights at them, and they would get over. 
I'm gonna just start doing that everywhere. No, it's actually illegal to do that. But oh, okay. I'm <laughs> you were so innocent. You were. Oh, okay. But I would flash my lights, and they would see him in the rearview mirror and be like, "Either this guy's crazy, running from the cops, or has an emergency." So I don't know all which three. one they picked, but they got out of the way, and that's all that I really cared about was that they got out of the way. Yeah. But anyway, that's been my like two weeks. It's I been guess. really fun. It's been a fun two weeks. It has been, but I'm glad it's like calming back down. Yeah, and work is crazy too. Oh my! Don't even talk about that. It's Saturday. It's like me and Jackson work together. I think most of y'all know that, but in the heating and air world, and. If you know what the heating and air world is like right now, the temperature outside is in the 90s. I feel like a chicken wing in an air fryer right now. <laughs> I should know what that pain is, but yeah. I do. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's good crazy because that's great for money. But for the people who are probably still working right now, um, it's not great. Don't like that for them, but guess what? They are making money. And my heart is with them all. <laughs> Though physically I am not there, my heart is with you. I like to think I could help them, but I would just be more of a burden. We had a meeting Friday, and one of the service techs was talking about something. It obviously was not directed towards me. It was directed towards the install people and like what to look out for. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, I have never heard some of these words that are coming out of your mouth. What are you saying? And like, I was like, this is why I'm not a service tech. I could not. uh, I would be no help. It is a no. lot. Like people think heating and air is just hot air and cold air. Yeah. It's there is so much. Like they'll be like, "Hey, my unit is blowing warm air and it's supposed to be cold. What could be wrong with it?" They ask me that, and I'm like, "Thousands of things could be wrong." Yeah. But I also not a great diagnoser. Yeah. Did diagnose the church unit though mm-hmm. the other day. That was well, Tuesday. Was it? I think so. Yeah. It was 100,000 degrees. And for some reason at Double Springs, on that side of the building, no airflow, no breeze, nothing. Yeah. And me and Jackson and my dad, outside, working on the unit, because it was not working, I was miserable. (laughs) And I wasn't even doing that much. Sorry, Mike and and Cody came and saved us. Yes. The battalion arrived. That's right. Or the cavalry, maybe. I, I think they both worked. Cavalry battalion. Put them together. What is a battalion? It's like a group of military men. So I what's a cavalry like. then? I I just saw it in this movie where it says the cavalry arrives. I heard that too. So, but I think a battalion is just like a group of like soldiers. Let's ask the World Wide Web. A battalion is a large body of troops ready for uh, battle. There we go. Especially an infantry unit forming part of a brigade typically commanded by a lieutenant or colonel. There we go. The colonel okay. was there. Jay. Right. Jay was there. And the battalion ready for battle with this York twin system unit were, it was a battalion. Interesting. So when you look up Calvary, the first thing to pop up is an open air uh, representation of the crucifixion of Jesus. Well, not what I meant right then, but interesting. But if you look up what does cavalry mean in military terms, it's an army component mounted on horseback. So, Cody and Mike were on horseback, a.k.a. trucks. Horsepower. Horsepower, all right. Uh It was cavalry. So they pulled up. Diagnosed the cavalry as a ride. They pulled up and got out and went, (laughs) 
Calvary. It's freezing in this room, by the way. I'm a little cold. I know. But it's okay. It's okay. And we don't have coffee, but we have cane sweet tea, so I think it's going to work. Um, yeah. I loaded up on some espresso beans and just kind of munched on those a little bit. So I'm, I'm wired. Well, when you shut the door to my bedroom, which leads into the studio, because it's all in one big room, it fr- like this room gets so... It's great at night. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes when you're in here and the door shut, you got to open it. Let some my of the toes are kind of curled. Like, keeping warm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that, that was your foot. I was it trying was to really warm. warm. My foot was? Why is your foot so warm? I mean, I'm not that cold. Okay. <laughs> it's like an icebox in here. Can we light this candle? Can I use it as a, as a wood-burning stove? You mean to open the door? No, I'm kidding. We're fine. It's only supposed to be 68 in here. But there's also... It's not like you can control one, the thermostat from your phone. Two, one, two, three... Four, five. I have six supply runs that go into this room. Oh my word, really? Mm-hmm. One in here, two in my bedroom. One in the studio, you mean? One, Yeah, one in the studio, two in my bedroom, one in my closet, and two in the bathroom. Wow. Yeah, let's turn that sucker up a little bit. I turned it up to 70. It was on 68. I'll probably get stuffy here in a minute. There's no happy medium. Anywho, Matthew 9. Turn your Bibles there or just listen and turn later. That's all right. But, um, I will read through verse 8. After this, yawn. That's like double digits. It has to be. Forget it. Stop judging me. All right, starting in verse 9. It says, And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought uh, to him a paralytic laying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he told the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? Um, For which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to rise and walk? But that you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. And when the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God who had given such authority to men. You know what I really liked about this? What? In verse 5 where he asked, uh, For which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk? Obviously, probably the clear answer is your sins are forgiven because you Mm -hmm. can't see that. But then he looks at the paralytic and he's like, Go on. And then he gets up and just walks off. I just think that's so cool on how he was just like kind of like almost like toying with them but he's just like alright guys come on which is easier really yeah. and then he just proves himself that he can do the impossible and and then in, in verse 8 where it says he has such authority over men so was that another alright well um <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that one brought tears to my eyes Good. Well, <laughs> good. Good. What do you think about this? Oh, I have many things. I love this right here um, because I could talk for an hour about these eight verses, but I will. I will refrain from that. Um, first thing that I get from this is in verse two. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic laying on a bed, and when Jesus saw their faith. 
He said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Okay, so the first life lesson, life application is, and this happens multiple times in the New Testament, but the people that you're around, okay, paralytic guys, paralyzed, okay, mm-hmm. if you didn't put those two things together, but this man that was paralyzed couldn't bring himself to Christ. And so some people, and obviously it has to be people that, I mean, it doesn't say his friends, but it has to be people that at least care enough. Because there's no telling how far, now I'm not, I'm speculating here because it could have been close, but there's no telling, number one, how far they traveled. But even if it was a short distance, like if I asked you, okay, I am significantly larger than you. Yep. True or false? Um, Okay. You can say that. Okay. But if I asked you, if I was paralyzed, and I said, Jackson, will you carry me to Smithville it would to take see a Christ? Long time. Would you do it? It would. Are cars available? No. No. That if you had really to, hard. if you had to pick me up, are donkeys available? They were available yeah. at the time. Come but pick, but, but they didn't ride them. They didn't. Nothing is mentioned. The point, I, I'm saying just based on what we're told right here. It would be hard. Would you, would you try? Yes, I'd give the old college try. <laughs> I've never been to college, but I'll give the college try. Well, I gave the college try too. <laughs> Failed. But um, obviously it was somebody, people that were important to him. And just on top of that, this is the same story that's in, um, I can't remember which one, but Mark or Luke or John, that they tore apart the roof mm-hmm. to get into. So that's too. I mean, like it's not like he's just on the. Mm-hmm. He's so crowded, so they're not like, "Excuse me, yeah, excuse me." No, they're just like, "Let's go through the roof." But because of their faith, yeah. it did not say because of his faith. King James, New King James, NIV, whatever, all of them translate because of their faith. Mm-hmm. His friends or the people that were with him, um, he said to the paralytic, "Take heart, my sons, your sins are forgiven." And then um, that too is that is a calling for us as well, mm-hmm. because they're taking him to see Christ. Now we're not carrying a paralyzed person to see God, mm-hmm. but we can bring people to Christ. Yeah. And that's our job. Mm-hmm. So I think this is kind of foreshadowing and calling here of, hey, his friends took him, his friends carried him, and because of their faith, his sins are forgiven. But then we have another lesson here in verse 3. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blasphemous. Uh, but Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in, uh, evil in, in your heart? So I think this is kind of funny. I'm picturing this in my head. Because some scribes are seeing what's going on, and they're like, and you know, saying whatever this man is blasphemous or this man's stupid or whatever. Or in my thought process of this, it's kind of like what we do too at church sometimes. Why are they here? Yeah, yeah. Or why are they even trying? That's kind of what's happening here, and it's kind of funny because they're it says to themselves, and then Jesus is like, what? I, I'm just imagining this in my excuse mind. Excuse me? Excuse me, what? So he's teaching, again, not only is he healing a paralytic, but he's also saying, um, starting in verse 4, 
Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Mm -hmm. Do you think Jesus still has that authority? Yes. Yes. So, what's it to us to think blasphemously about somebody else? To be like, I can't believe they're even trying. Exactly. You know, and Jesus is saying... um, why would you even bring that evil? Mm. Like, why are you even thinking like that? Somebody is wanting to be brought to me. Think about that. Yeah. Don't think about everything else. You know, so that's what what I see. But then said, he said to the, the paralytic, after that, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose, and he went home. Exactly. And so this enti- his entire life, assumingly, He's been paralyzed. And just like that. You got it. It just sounds weird in my headphones. That's what I meant. Okay, whatever. Just like that. <laughs> he was rising to go home. Get up. Yeah. Go do something with your life. Come on. What did he give that man? A whole new life. Freedom. Yeah. A whole new life. He's been restricted forever and probably mistreated and taunted and because I think again this is just me speaking that like in those kind of times if things happen to you mm-hmm. like a um, an illness of some kind that you were born with wasn't it like they thought like your parents sinned or something mm-hmm. like that yep. and so like he probably was just like oh what did their, what did their parents do to make him be paralyzed and, mm-hmm. and like so he's been judged and mistreated all of his life and now all of a sudden he's like I can walk now fools fools yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I don't talk to me now. I think, and the biggest thing that I see here is I keep going back to Jesus saw their faith. Back up to verse four, three, and then by verse seven, and he rose and he went home. You know, I think I have the greatest friends in the entire world. I agree. But they can. What? (laughs) Yes, I agree. I'm a part of that. (laughs) But like. They, you, you have to see the value in people. You know, if you have nothing, but you have Christ and a few good friends, what more can you ask for? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and put value in people. Because because of his friend's faith, he got up and went home. Yeah. He, he got to see Christ. Without him, he'd still be laying in bed. Exactly. You know, so that's, that's what I get from those. I love that story. That's what I get from those first eight verses. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you want to read? You know what? I think I can read. It's only 9 to 13. I can read the next section. Ready? All right. So proud of you. Let's go. Uh, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well uh, have no need of a physician, but those who are sick go and learn um, what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. That was, I was so proud of Thank you. Thank you. That was so good. I'm getting, I practiced. I'm so proud. I practiced my reading. Good job. Thank well, you. T- <laughs> since you were the one talking, Take it away. But take it away. Um, 
I kind of thought it was interesting on how Matthew, who's writing this, kind of talks about himself in the third person here. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I haven't noticed that at any other point. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was interesting, and um, and also liked how um, Matthew uh, kind of like ratted himself out as somebody who the Jewish population hates because mm-hmm. he works for the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's taking their money and he's not a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, did you just touch my foot? <laughs> And then uh, I like how um, when he says, follow me, he immediately arose and followed him. And sometimes I feel like that's a hard thing to do. Um, we're very hesitant now. And and there's clear definition why there's um, – because it's not Jesus all the time talking to us. Right. And But sometimes you have to have that faith in people to uh, that they're going to lead you the right way. But obviously stay on your coast. But, um, and then um, moving on, do you have anything else? I was going to move to 10 and 13. No, you're good. Okay. Okay. Um, and then kind of going ending up that last little bit I read, um, I, it reminds me of Romans uh, chapter 5, verse 8. It says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were s- still sinners, Christ died for us. So Jesus is with sinners at this table, and yet he's still dying for us, and he's still making that sacrifice. And um, and I just like the... Uh, when he when reclining means he's relaxing, so like he's not like he's not on guard. And uh, then that last part, uh, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call righteous, uh, but sinners. What do you think about that? I think that right there explains something very wrong with the church today. Is that Ooh. the answer you were expecting? Honestly, <laughs> I'm a little teetered. Just well, because and I won't rant about this, but. And the church is very guilty. Yeah. Very guilty of this. Because, you know, some of the other um, non-denominational churches, their big push right now is come as you are. Come come as you are. Come as what, you know. And that is what the church should be about. Why? Because of right there. For I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. You know, being in... A minister role. People think I'm not really good at keeping secrets. I am, <laughs> but there are so many people that are like, "Oh my gosh, I could never step foot in the church, never." Yeah. And I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "Because of the things that I've done." That's what the church is about. The yeah. church is not a place to flaunt righteousness and flaunt how good you are and flaunt all these good things. The church is a hospital. For sinners. Yeah. And Jesus is the doctor. Exactly. That, that, He's the physician. And that, that answers the question. That's what church is. For I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. And that drives me insane when churches as a whole and Christians put on this facade of, oh, when you walk in this building, you have to be perfect. No, you don't. That's why you're there. Exactly. None of us are perfect. Exactly. but the, And that's a bigger problem than what a lot of us think it is, but it's bad. Mm-hmm. The church, the motto for every church should become as you are. Because if they knew half the things that I've done in my life, they'd be like, why is Dylan even a minister here? If they knew half the things that you've done. I mean, yeah, it goes and that's and the way it is. I mean, that we, we're not going to please God. We yeah. can't. We can't. We no can way. try and we can push and we can try, but we, ultimately we can't. And he loves us the same. Exactly. 
Why? For I came not to call the sinners, or not to call the righteous, but the sinners. And so many accounts in the Bible, and I know this is why they're there, so many accounts in the Bible, there are people asking Jesus this exact same thing. Why are you reclining at the table? Why are you talking to sinners? Why are you talking to these tax collectors? Um, because that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. I'm here to change the world. Well, how do you start with changing the world? Go to talk to somebody who's unchurched. That's, I'm, I'm putting that in our terms. Yeah. Christians. How can we change the world? Go talk to an unchurched person. Mm-hmm. When I say unchurched, I mean somebody who either is a Christian and not been in church in a while or is not a Christian or knows nothing about the Bible. Sit down and talk to them because they're no different than you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean to rant. I know I'm talking very aggressively. But the only difference... And an unchurched person and us churched folk, folk, folk. <laughs> always trouble with that, have a hard time folk. with that word. It's the way it's spelled. It's but, misleading. But the only difference between an unchurched person and somebody who avidly is a Christian is that we have found something that they have not. That's it. We found the gift. That's it. They struggle. Well, guess what? So do we. Mm-hmm. What does it say? For I came not to call the righteous. I'm going to get that tattooed somewhere. (laughs) But I came to to talk to the sinners. Mm -hmm. And guys, whatever you do, if you try to go to church to put on this magical story of how great you are, get out. Because you're not there for the right reason. Mm -hmm. Come to church because you know you need Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't go to church because you're trying to be better than everybody else. Because that's not what church is about. Church is a place where healing happens, where you become better people, and then the next Sunday, you do it again. Mm-hmm. And we need that. Yep. It's, it's necessary. But don't, as a Christian, don't think you're better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. If you think you are, let's have a chat. Let's talk about it in a civilized way. I know I'm talking aggressively because I'm, I'm passionate <laughs> about this. yelling. I'm passionate about it. And it took a long time for me to find that. Mm-hmm. But don't go to church because you're afraid. Or don't not go to church because you're afraid of the things you've done in the past. Because that's, that's why we're there. Yeah. We're my, not perfect. My dad said, and this kind of relates to the friend kind of topic that we had in one through nine and one through eight, but... Um, he talked about the church and how the church isn't, um, we don't have to like, it's not, ah, uh, how do you say it? Anywho, it was, the church is a necessity for us because we all fail. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have the church. It, it doesn't have to be established, but we need it to get through life because mm-hmm. we all struggle. And it's better to struggle when you got 10 people behind you instead of when it's just yourself. Mm-hmm. It's easier to get through life. It's easier to get through. It's it's like when you're a part of a church family and you need help, I don't know. Moving. Wi- moving. Yeah. Y- you make one call and you're going to get 20 people who are willing to do anything that you say. And and that's, that's, the pe- that's the stuff that people who don't go to church, I think, really miss out on. Not only... You know the Bible and everything that it has to offer, but really just the relationships and what you can see through people, see Jesus through people, and how they act towards each other. And so I just um, I like that on the way they talked right there, and on how um, how that's that's what he's doing. He's not he's not here to call it the righteous. He's here for us, the sinners. And then you know, talking about your church family, that's essentially why I stayed here. 
mm-hmm. because I live in Cookville. No, nobody else in my family lives here. Nobody. My closest family member is 45 minutes down the interstate. But the reason why I stayed and why I'm okay with that is because I know I have a church family that I can call for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of funny. You think about like, okay, if Jackson called me at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, I need you to come to my house. I wouldn't ask why. Yeah. I, w- I would say, I'm on my way. Yeah, That's what your church family is too. Yeah. They don't ask why. They say how far I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know, if Jackson called me and said, hey, meet me in Texas, I'm saying, I'm getting in the car. Let's get I'll it. meet you there. You know, and that's maybe not, maybe not that far, unless you're really close to somebody. But I mean, I would for you. But like, call somebody. If I was sick and needed something, I guarantee I could pick up the phone, close my eyes, and click on whoever, and it would be Diana Hyde, mm-hmm. who's been coming to our church for three months. Yeah, and say, Diana, I'm sick. I need dinner. And she would say, Okay, what do you want? I'll do it. Exactly. You know, and that's what that's what it's about. Yeah, and it's not um, it's not because anybody's better than anybody else. It's we're all sinners, mm-hmm. and we have this awesome family who loves us. That's what that's what a church family is. That's mm-hmm. what, and I hope I hope visitors who come to our church see that. I really hope, or just any church, a church should be a loving environment. Now, yes, sometimes you may hear some things that not in a mean way. But maybe you, you're struggling with that, mm-hmm. and it, stepping you know, on your toes. If you're not, if you're not, if your toes are not getting stepped on, you need to reevaluate. Because I mean, almost every week my toes get stepped oh, on. Yeah. But yeah. you know, a church should be a loving place to be around people that you love, and to learn about the one and only God. Yeah, that's what church is, and so it, it just frustrates me that this new movement. Of churches that are like, come as you are. That should be the way that our church is too, all the time. Mm-hmm. The church, the one and only church. You know, we need to be that way, and we're not mm-hmm. sometimes. And I will say, I don't even care to say it. Double Springs is the closest thing that I found in a long time to the church that is just that loving. Yeah, and it's just one of their strengths. But that's the way every everything should be that way. Yeah, and it's not. You know, and you should even be. Of course, you're not going to be comfortable. Like, maybe with your entire church family to do this. But even if you're, like, struggling with a particular sin, you should be able to call and just say, this is something that that I'm having a hard time with. Can you help me with it? Can you talk me through it? And that shouldn't be embarrassing. Yeah. Because it's your church family. Mm-hmm. And why should it not be embarrassing? Mm. For I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. We're all sinners. So... I didn't mean to continue. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that tangent up, but it's very important. No, that's what the podcast is for. Because speak your mind. That's what the church is. Yeah. I mean, loving in a place to where I'm not going to pull fuzz over your eyes to not see who I really am. Mm-hmm. Because this is me. Maybe a screw up, but this is who I am. Exactly. Let's find my talents. Let's find the talents that I can do to serve God mm-hmm. and worship Him every week. That's what church is. So, verse 14. Would you like me to read that? You know what? I need a little break. Oh, I thought you said you were going to do it. I was going to go, go you! You know what? I will do no, it. No, it's okay. No, no, I got, no, no, I'm doing it right now. Okay? 
Verse 14. Then the disciple of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days with uh, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and they will f- they will fast. Uh, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for this patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is a new wine put into old wineskin. If it is, the skins uh, burst and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. Tell us what all that means. I had to do like digging mm-hmm. to really kind of understand it, and just um, just we'll start at the top. So verse fourteen. Uh, John the Baptist's whole ministry was on um, humility, mm-hmm. and um, and the Pharisees were not humble whatsoever. When when they fasted, everyone knew they fasted because they basically shouted it at you, and so um, and then that's how they were saying they love to boast about their fastness, fastness, fasting, 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 fasting um, instead of how much uh, this fasting is their devotion to God. So, um, and then we'll kind of like, I like the, the wineskin illustration, um, for what I took from it was, um, was Jesus explains, um, how he did not come to, uh, when it says, uh, repair, um, or, uh, kind of like reform this old law because we're in the new Testament now and he and, but um, to institute the new covenant through him. And so this is kind of just, I think, other proving that, um, look, the things that you did in the past are no more because I'm here. I'm, I'm here to change that. I'm here to break the pattern. And, um, and so with this new covenant, it just doesn't only replace the old, but it also kind of uh, goes beyond it and improves it. Um, and then he goes on even to say that old wineskin would not even contain the new wine. So the old covenant does not even contain the amount of power and the amount of um, anything that's going to come with Jesus. And so, um, I think too, fasting is mentioned multiple times in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because now no one knows what it really is. Yeah. And because it's a we type don't of diet. Talk about it. it is. You can do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. Did you know that? Yeah. I like doing it. I should go back to that. Nancy and Poppy does, does it. Side note, Poppy lost like 10 pounds in the first week. So she told me. That's impressive. So try it out if you want. Like <laughs> That was a paid production of uh, Intermittent Fasting. Mm-hmm. Try it now. 100. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, nobody really knows what it means now. And no one really does it. Mm-hmm. But what also in verse 14, some digging that I did... Uh, then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And something that I figured out about fasting now. Some of us do it, but you don't even know yeah. that you're actually doing it. Because all fasting was, was depriving yourself of something so that way you can focus on what's more important. You know, obviously, when you're losing weight, you were trying to, I guess, not eat for what, though I can't remember what hours I used to do that, but it was like, 
I would quit eating at like six or seven in the evening, and then I wouldn't eat till like one o'clock the next day, and I would drink water. Mm-hmm. That's about it. But then eventually, you do that so much that you crave just water. Yeah, and that's it. You know, and the whole point is you're, and this is just my take on it. It may be completely different from yours, but like you're making yourself more reliant on that because that's all you have. Yeah. So a lot fasting was taking your eyes off of something else and putting it on Christ to try to magnify him Yeah. and to give him all your attention. But I also think it's funny because it says again, why do we and the disciple or in the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast. And I read a couple of commentaries about it. And what I find interesting is as much as I hate to say it, life is about competition. Yeah. And you're always in competition with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's I guess we're wired that way. And so I think it is really hard for Christians to understand that that some people need to put more time on Christ and some people don't. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by that is my Christian life looks different than yours. Yeah. You know, 100%. And you may have to work and work and work and work, and it may come natural to me. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Yeah. And so it's saying, you know, the Pharisees, we and the Pharisees fast, but the disciples don't. Well, maybe they didn't need to. Yeah. You know, and it's not me saying I'm better than you yeah. or you're better than me. It's just saying, hey, some some Christians need fed more Milk when somebody else is ready for meat doesn't mean one is inferior to the other, it just means that's the way they work, this is the way I work, mm-hmm. you know. And so, that's again to put fasting in modern day terms, it's just depriving yourself of something so that way you can magnify Christ. We do that all the time, yeah. Like, in a way, in the mornings is when I like to read my Bible, do all that kind of stuff, and could I be doing other things? Well, sure. But that's my time with God. That's fasting. You know, if I'm putting mm-hmm. if I'm putting my cell phone down to read my Bible, I'm depriving myself of that in order to magnify Christ. Mm-hmm. Fasting. Yeah. We do it all the time, just no one knows what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some religions give up things and actually fast, which is... Yeah, isn't there a religion that, like, they legit go on, like... A, not a vacation, but they're like gone for something for like months at a time. Lent. Okay, yeah. They don't sound right. About, are you actually leaving or you're just like. I think you leave. Oh, that's not Lent. Lent is you literally saying, for Lent, I'm giving up Coke. And it's, I think, Catholic Catholicism, maybe that does that. But it's called Lent. I'm yeah, not really that's sure. probably what I'm thinking of. I don't know one where they actually leave. That's probably but what I'm thinking. One of, of them, like Lent, is when I heard people talk about it at school sometimes, and I'd be like, okay. what? They're like, for Lent, I'm giving up chocolate for All three right. months All right. in order to bring myself closer to God. Number one, okay, but is how's chocolate that? really getting in the way of you and Jesus? Not me. Who is like evaluating? Who's like, you know what? I'm going to put chocolate above Jesus today. Like, who's thinking that? If you go to your cabinet and get M&M's <laughs> instead of reading the Word of God, Check yourself. <laughs> it's just like just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you know what'll be better than M and M's? 
Unless mm-hmm. you love M&M's that much, you're going to be thinking about them. You know what? We could go, Maybe we're not gonna M&M's go would probably hole. be in heaven. You'll probably just be up there and be like... Mm-hmm. Peanut butter ones? Absolutely. They will 100%. I want the peanut butter and the peanut ones mixed together so you never know what kind of crunch it's you're like going to get. It's like an excitement. Like you get it out and you never you're know. Like, what you're what's like, what's is this going to be soft? Or is gonna be they make those now. They make like the packaged ones where you can get like a zip... Not a Ziploc, but like one of those bags and it's like three different kinds in one and so you're like... <gasps> Ooh, chocolate. Like, they're all chocolate. White chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Caramel. Who knew? That kind of. Caramel M&M's are the best. And I will say Peanut that. Peanut butter. Huh? Peanut butter. There's something about the ones in the blue bag. Let, us, let us know. So let us know. I think I am team peanut butter. I like peanut and caramel. Peanut butter. Peanut butter I could. But you don't get that crunch. That you get with the I'm in love ones. with peanut butter. Well, I know you are, but do you put it before God? No. Nope. Fast. <laughs> Keep peanut butter out of your life. I would. Lint. What are you giving up for Lint peanut butter? Peanut butter. Blasphemous. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll read. I'll give you a break. I'm oh, thanks. I was. I need some water. Exhausted. I need to yawn first. I feel it coming. There it is. It's just. It's, mad. it's what's gonna be like in heaven. That? They're just gonna be. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, All right, verse 18 it says, While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hands on her, and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making commotion, he said, go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had put away, had put outside, sorry, he went in and took her by the hand and, and the girl arose and the report of this went through all of the district. Reading's hard, isn't it? I had my slip-ups. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At least I'll do it's, it. It's hard. It is hard. It is it's just, hard. when I read sometimes, my my eyes go faster than when I'm reading, and then I'll have to go back up and be like... I get a overwhelming amount of saliva. Me too. And like, when I'm like... Like, like I don't want to stop. Like, I'm in a, ro- I'm in a rhythm... I'm really flowing, and I'm like, I can't stop right now to go. Yeah. Because that's just not. It's like your, it's like your mouth whenever you're about to throw up, and it just starts filling watering. up. You're just like. I'm just like. <laughs> anyway. Exactly, but like, and it's like I don't want to stop because then when I stop, I won't be in a flow, and I'll be like, and it just won't sound good. It's not not quality for the listeners. It's not, but you know, it's okay. You go ahead. We're amateurs. Um. There's not a whole lot I can say about, and really the rest of the chapter, 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 the rest of the chapter reading is hard. <laughs> um, Words are hard, Kevin. <laughs> even though, and we'll, we are going to read it though, but the rest of the chapter is all about Jesus healing people, um, except for the starting in verse thirty-five. But one thing that I will say about this lady, you know, all it tells us, and behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood. For 12 years. We don't know if that's externally. I've heard a lot of people say that they believe that's internal bleeding. 
It's what they believe, but I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But she had enough faith. Okay, in verse 21. For she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. What does that tell you about her faith? She's really believing in... Like, if I can just just touch him. Yeah. And he would heal this blood that I've been having for 12 years. I just... Just touch him. That's all I want to do. And I'm good. Like I'll, I'll be healed. I know it. 12 years. But fixed. what I think is cool is Jesus is walking in a crowd. Now, I'll tell you a little something about myself. Go I ahead. do. No, no. I do like what I hope what you're bringing up. Well, I hope it's right. Now I'm stressed. Well, no, no. You're not stressed. There's just something that I thought that stood out to me. But I'm going to tell you something about myself. Okay. Very oblivious person. Like. Okay. I don't mean to be rude, but I can only focus on about two things at one time. Mm -hmm. And if I'm talking to you, I can talk to you and like watch my phone at the same time. That's about all. And that's just all the mental capacity that I have. (laughs) Like if something is happening in my peripheral, I won't see it. If someone's talking to me from behind, I won't hear it. So you have bad ears. I do have bad ears, but I mean, I just don't. (laughs) That's seriously, that's all the only the mental capacity that I have. Yeah. Like, I can't do more than that. I can't. I couldn't even chew gum, I don't think. I'm just kidding. But, like, that's just, I focus on a couple things, and that's it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Because if I start doing that, I miss stuff. And I'm admitting my own fault here. That's me. Yeah. But if I'm walking through a crowd, and someone just reaches up and, like, would you feel, if you're walking, okay, we're at a concert. Okay. okay. What's the concert? Can I get more into the story? Um... We are at, in floor seats, Oh. okay, floor seats of Bruno Mars. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. And we're, I'm in it now. And, and, and me and you are walking through the crowd. I'm going to close my eyes. Smoking out the window. There you go. We're backup singers. But <laughs> this is only a part-time gig. You guys don't know what we do. Heating and air. Yeah. Air quotes. Um, but I forgot y'all couldn't see that. But um, if, if we're walking through a crowd, okay? And like, imagine yourself. You know the crowd's at a concert. It's Bruno Mars at, Bridge, oh at, a, at Nissan Stadium. Oh, my gosh. And we're on the field. I'm ready. And you feel this right there. I barely felt that. My if you closed. feel that, are you going to stop? Probably not, because there's probably a lot of people. Because people are going to be bumping into you, and I'm sure it's the same way. Crowds don't change, okay? You're getting bumped into all these things, and this woman just goes, I'm feeling Jackson's shirt, okay? And that woman just grabs a hold of it. Exactly. And he stops. He's like, what? Who just touched me? That tells me, okay, Jesus knows you. Whether you're churched whether you're unchurched, whether you used to go to church and you stopped, whether Jesus knows you. Mm -hmm. And if you simply reached out and attempted to have the smallest relationship with him, he'd turn around and say, who touched me? Mm -hmm. Because that's how much, number one, that he wants to have a relationship with you. But he knows you. Like, all these people that think they're just too far out for God, he knows you. He wants you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's always nice to feel wanted. Yeah. You know, it really is. Like, yeah. it's nice to 
you know, have somebody text you and just say, have a great day. Yeah. That's nice because it's all thought about me. And, we, well, you know, we're all a little selfish. We all want to be thought of sometimes. Yeah. It's you fine. Know, that's I'm fine. I'm that way too. That's fine. And words of affirmation, that's my love language. I have to know that. Like, I have to be told multiple times, even if I know. Okay, well, that's the point. But Jesus, we can't even comprehend the amount of want that he wants you. Exactly. We can't even comprehend that. And this woman was like, if I can just touch the hem of his robe, I can wade through this crowd and touch the hem. Like, just grab it. I'll be healed. Because I know that's how much he loves me. Exactly. I mean, if that doesn't give you goosebumps. What? (laughs) If that doesn't make you feel something, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Because that's how much Jesus wants and desires to have a relationship with you. You know? That's what I was going to say. Is that It wasn't the same thing, but I'm, glad, I'm glad you said darn. that. Though. that I didn't think of it that way, and I, I'm glad you said that. But I, um, I'm going to pick up in 23. I'm going to read through 26 again. It said, When Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had uh, been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl rose and the report of uh, this went through all the district. But the main point I want to just, you know, focus right there is when he said go away for the girl's not dead but sleeping, they laughed at him. And uh, for me, I kind of thought that Jesus didn't let criticism stop him. And he faced that through a lot more of his healings, I'm sure. They might not have been recorded, but that's something that... Um, that you kind of have to learn as a Christian nowadays that we don't have everyone on our side. We have God on our side and that's all we need, but we don't have the world on our side. And so when people are criticizing us, they're like, oh, you're uh, you're going to church instead of, you know, coming to the party or something like that. That's, you know, you're, you're lame or something like that. I don't know how the kids talk these days. Um. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. I don't know how the kids talk these days. <laughs> But but anywho, that that's what kind of stuck out to me is that Jesus didn't let criticism stop him. So that's kind of something that I I need to practice. That when I'm faced with that kind of stuff is to not let that stop me, but to push forward and continue on. And so that's what I thought you were going to say. But I'm glad you said that. I wish I would have thought that. I'm glad you said that, though. But it's true. That's something, too, that I think I'm – I think I'm – beginning to grow mm-hmm. and what I'm about to say is not me being conceited at all I promise but you know for a long time in my life I was kind of a follower yeah. and I just followed what everybody else was doing and I think in the last couple of years I think I'm turning I'm not there I'm getting there I think I'm turning into a leader and beginning to not worry about what everybody else thinks but that's something as a Christian that we have to learn just like you said is not everybody's going to be on our side mm-hmm. not everybody's going to care but Keep doing our own thing. Um, we can we can paraphrase paraphrase through this if you want to get through because twenty seven, um, he begins healing two blind men, and after that he heals a man who's unable to speak. So we're seeing a pattern here. Do you want to read through that real quick, or do you want to skip to verse thirty five? I'm just skimming. I do want to mention something. Okay, just like with all of these um, 
especially just in this last chapter and uh, from when he started his ministry, mm -hmm. um, all of these have one thing in common, and that's faith. And uh, that's, you know, with the, the ones that were kind of paraphrasing, it's the two blind men and then the one who's, um, who's mute. And then that's, um, in biblical times when, um, because the man who's mute um, is also uh, demon-possessed, if the whole thing was with rabbis when they were doing like exorcism was they tricked the demon into saying its name. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, sort of, sort of. <laughs> well, yeah. And so, um, since the man was mute and he can he cannot say his name, they deemed him as hopeless. Like they were like, "Oh, he's gone. He's he's to Satan." But then Jesus is like up there, no trouble approaching him. And he's like, "Get out!" And then the demon leaves. And so then the Pharisees are like, "Satanic work, satanic work." But all of this leads back to faith and them having faith in Jesus, and that's a very huge part. That sometimes, I mean just by touching the hem of his garment just a little bit of faith can grow into anything and I don't to be honest with you I don't know how you can get through life without having faith in God mm -hmm. I don't know how y'all's lives go but I'll just tell you sometimes mine sucks I'll be very honest yeah. <laughs> I don't even care to say it but if I didn't have faith in God I would lose my mind that's just that's me personally saying that mm-hmm I would absolutely lose it mm -hmm. because even on my worst days, whether it's something going on at work or whatever, even on my worst days, I'm like, but you know what? I'm still a child of God. Mm -hmm. So I know that that sounds so cheesy, but I resort to that sometimes. I'm yeah. like, well, everything's going wrong, but I'm a child of God, mm -hmm. or God's here for me. You gotta stay whatever. focused. You gotta stay focused. If you don't have that, how do? You if, if you don't have faith in God, then what do you have faith in? I'm asking for a friend. You know, I think it's funny that when people, like, pray over their rocks, and they're like, oh, I pray this rock will heal me, or, like, they have healing rocks. The fact that people believe that over <laughs> over Jesus. There's evidence. Yeah. We're holding it in. I'm holding it in my hand. But instead, some people are like, oh, this crystal is really giving me good mojo right now. I'm really feeling lucky. I'm like, you believe that? You believe in an inanimate object, a rock, a crystal, you name it, instead of Jesus. That's just, that's something that kind of blows my mind. I think it's funny. <laughs> I don't care to say it. I'm I stupid. think it's funny. I'm like, all right. And there are people out there like that. Yeah. All around you. Everywhere. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> what? <laughs> but. Do I need to call someone? Are you okay? Are you okay? Ask the rock if you're okay. <laughs> and he'll tell me. I think of. But I mean, if you don't have faith in God, I don't know how you can get up in the morning. I mean, not not every day. I'm not. I don't want you guys to think I'm having a hard time. I'm do not. We need to, do we need to call someone? I'm fine. But like, there are do days. Have an intervention. No. But like, there are days. It's harder. That I get so frustrated. And I'm like, but you know what? Or days that I don't want to go to work. And I'm like, you know what? God. I have a purpose today. Let's go. Let's mm. get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I don't know how you can't have faith in God. Guys, there's so much evidence. Sometimes we're just too ignorant to read it. And I'm, I'm not being mean. I don't I don't want y'all. I'm just telling you. I was telling him before this started, you know how I am. Don't ask my opinion. 
unless you don't want it. Yeah. Guys, there's evidence everywhere. Don't be ignorant. Yeah. Don't just read it. Take it yeah. for what it is. Because that's what life's about. Yeah. This book is what life's about. It's kind of a I'll quote Brandon Pruitt. He was in our VBS class. Um, he was in the teen class, but he, he just kind of joined in and he talked about grace for a little bit and the verse I don't remember where it's at but for the wages of sin is death we have we have discussed and have clarified we are sinners guys we deserve death mm-hmm. but by grace we are saved and so it's not that we deserve so we deserve death so nothing good should ever happen to us we should deserve bad things but if you think about it you woke up this morning you uh, you got probably in a car that got you from point a to point b mm-hmm. sometimes that doesn't happen for us no but but you know what at the end of the day we still get where we need to exactly. go exactly and there's so many you can keep going on about all the blessings and that the whole thing it leads back to is that we don't deserve good things but by grace, by Jesus dying for us, grace was Jesus, we have those. And the and that's kind of like a thing that I, after he said that, I try to replay that in my mind as much as I can, that God's grace causes good things to happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Every good and perfect thing comes from him. That's also another verse somewhere. I really need to know these, but I, I just don't. I'm challenging you to look them up. <laughs> Check it, see if I'm right. But that's just something that I that stuck with me ever since Wednesday. That I don't deserve any of this. But God loves me so much, loves you, loves all of us, that he wants these good things to happen. And so, yeah. And that doesn't at least raise a question in your mind. Yeah. Then, you know, I won't lie. Like Wednesday night, I was having a hard time. Yeah. Because I was just mad. And you said the same thing to me, You that quote. And I was like, you know what? Oh, you're right. (laughs) But, like, you have to have that. Because, I mean, guys, we don't don't deserve any of this. Yeah. We don't deserve to even be sitting in this room together. Studio? Doing, it's a room. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, we don't. That wasn't something... I don't deserve to have this friendship when you don't deserve to have it either. Exactly. We don't deserve to be sitting with a roof over our head, but but we do. Mm -hmm. We get it because God says, that's okay. Yeah. Let them have it. So, and even even unchurched people. Yeah. You got good good things things that happen to you. God is allowing that to happen. Mm -hmm. Give him the credit. Yeah. Show him, magnify him, worship him, praise him. Give him the credit. Don't give it to yourself because it's not yours. Pointing to God. It's not yours. So that was a good episode. We're not even done yet. Oh, I forgot about that. We have 35 through 38. No, no. Take it away. Take the show. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, and therefore pray earnestly to the Lord, uh, the Lord of the harvest, to send out laborers into his harvest. You know what that's saying? Go to work. Right. <laughs> Let's go. He's saying the harvest is plentiful. Go. Go.
And to this day, there are still not enough laborers in the field. There never can be too much. No. But he's saying, here's some examples of why you need faith. And explaining, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages teaching and preaching and proclaiming the gospel and healing diseases and every affliction. Now, he's setting the stage. It's up to us to work mm-hmm. every single day. Are you doing that? I guess it's my I question. have a quote. Yeah. We can kind of end this on this. So I was reading a book, Crazy Love by Francis Chan, and he kind of ended it, or didn't end his book, but towards the end of this book, he said that, uh, or he asked a friend, they said, I don't remember the exact context, but he said, Christians are like manure. Okay. Rude. Oh. <laughs> I know, this is your man. Uh, when they're piled up in one area, you don't get a lot done. But when spread evenly out, or not evenly, but when it's spread out, a whole field will grow. I feel like that relates a lot to what we just read. I'm not saying that like all of us together, all of us going to church in the same place is a bad idea. But I, it does kind of raise the question of that church is not the only place where you should be. Right studying the Bible, mm-hmm. showing God's love, or um, talking to anyone about Jesus. You gotta sometimes, you, you gotta get out of your comfort zone and you gotta do other things outside of the church. So I think that's right to a certain extent when it, talking about that. Yeah, I like, you, like that. You like that? I like that a lot. I kind of thought about it. I was like, <laughs> Well, I mean, enjoy the church all in one place is great. Yeah. But if you think that you're a Christian because you're sitting in the pew every Sunday, you're wrong. Because... You were, well, <laughs> we work at the same place. Different offices, though. Yeah. But, I mean, you, we all go our different ways. Now we're spread out. Now it's time to go do the work. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to go out and do that. The harvest is plentiful. Mm-hmm. Go do the work. Plenty of people out there. Go and do the work. That's all we got to do. Put mm-hmm. in the work for God. Are you doing the work? And my last question, and then we can end on this. Oh. For our unchurched friends because you are our friends yeah okay reach out to God Mm -hmm. just like the lady did in the crowd reach out and just have a little bit of faith touch his garment not physically okay but reach out to God and maybe that is asking questions Mm -hmm. maybe that's calling one of your Christian friends and just asking why that's all I ask Mm -hmm. just just have a little bit of faith and see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you day after tomorrow. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> it is 1033. Good night. Wow. <laughs>